I know more so about wind than you do. Aerial view. It's extremely expensive. Wind. Chris. Kills all the birds. Slot. End times. It's very intermittent. Friday. 6 p.m. East time. Got a lot of problems. Halt. 7, 6, 0, 4, 2, 2, 5, 5, 2, 8. The pound. NYC.com. You have a podcast. Cool. Oh, yeah, I invented them. And they happen to make the windmills in both Germany and China. One word for you, Zeppelin. Let him have it, Chris. 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 You're listening to Aerial View worldwide on the internet. What kind of radio show is this? I heard his voice on the tape and it really put the hook in and the hopes. I'm sick of talking. Get out of here. I'm sick of talking. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out Show the man your power, big. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! 
If you're a believer in carbon emission, the fumes coming up to make, make these massive windmills. Hey, You know, a lot of people, they get pulled in by that whole, you know, anyone could grow up to be the president thing. Not me. I never got sucked in by that. Sorry. Hey, it's me, Chris T, here on thehoundnyc.com with another aerial view. And uh, tonight, our guest, I'm very proud to welcome back to the program, Christina Palumbo, and a former co-worker of mine. You ever try to diagnose something while the show is in prog- progress? That's always fun, right? Live radio, let's hear it. Let's hear it for live radio, folks. You hear that sound? Now, that's going to drive me crazy. Even if you can't hear it, I'm sitting here going, what the fuck is that? What is that fucking sound? Where's it coming from? I think it's this cable. I think it's this shitty fucking cable. If you saw, friends, the setup here, if you knew. You know, just today I was looking at one of those fancy-schmancy new all-in-one podcast mixing boards that they've come out with. I think the sound's coming from there, yeah, from from here. So let me let me just do this and try that, and maybe that will solve it. I think I think I know what the problem was. I think I figured it out. Good for me that I have diagnostic skills. There we go. 
diagnostic skills. And they came in handy. I did, I did uh, live radio for, for many years. And now I'm reduced to this! Oh, it's back. Cool. That's cool. That's really cool. You know what it is? Here's, here's what we're going to do. Here's, here's my fatal flaw. Here's what I always forget to do before the show starts. And now I'm going to go and do it. Because I, I, it was one of those days. Was one of the, you ever have one of those days where you just, just completely run out of time? You just run out of time. You, you turn around and you go, oh, my God, where did all the time go? And I was involved in any number of things today, doing any number of things. And, and the time just went. It just went. And I didn't have time. So there you go. That's my excuse. And this show, that's the other thing about live radio. It's happening now. You can call this program, 760 422 5528-760-I-CALL-AV. You could call here. And you can't do that and have a live interaction on a podcast. Maybe delayed. A delayed interaction on a podcast. But I, the reason I'm, I'm so obsessed with this right now is because I got into it with somebody on the, on the New York City, the public radio list, which is anywhere between four and 5,000 professionals who work in public radio supposedly there's a lot of they should stop calling it the public radio NYC list it should be the public radio and podcast or actually there's not so much radio anymore it should just be the public podcast NYC list because every other day there's an email from someone who wants to know how can I how can I uh, how can I monetize how can I monetize my podcast? And, and I, I have to resist the urge every time to write back and say, you probably can't. You probably can't monetize your podcast. Probably no one's interested in your podcast, probably. Because uh, you don't know. You don't know what you're doing. Podcast sucks. I'm sorry. No one wants to listen to that. And you know what's going on in the podcast world? They're cutting it into thinner and thinner slices. That's like translucent now. The, the thin slices they're handing you. They want a certain niche audience. Meanwhile, I'm a broadcaster. I like to broadcast. Not just broads, but you dudes are welcome to listen to. I had to do that joke. You got to go for the low-hanging fruit sometimes. Sometimes, that's the sweetest, the low-hanging fruit. Another wild week, presidential debate on Thursday. By the way, HoundNYC.com is where you can hear Hound Howls every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the doo-wop chop chop of the air with Mark and Miriam crashing the party. You got those doo-wops on vinyl. Oh, yeah, that sounds back. Eh. I'm going to carry on as if I never heard it. So as if I don't even know what that is. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think I can. I think it's going to make me nuts. Here, let's just try Let's do this. Maybe it's that recording. Maybe another recording will do that. Oh, yeah, look at that. Motherfucker. So that's how you know it's live. That's how you know this program is live. 
and I love live radio. And I got into it with this person because there's this company out there. I'm not going to name the company, but they're putting a lot of money, some deep, deep podcast pockets into this concept of local community podcasts, daily local community podcasts that bring you the news of the community that you live in. So let's say you're in Atlanta or you're in Providence, Rhode Island, or you're in not the bigger cities. We're not talking about New York City and Los Angeles and Seattle and places where they might have a healthy, quote-unquote, healthy local media ecosystem. They're the smaller places, really. And uh, the idea being that you would you would tune in, you would get your news, you'd get your community, and they, and they want personalities. The email that went out was all about how this is going to be a personality-driven thing. Like the days of yore, when you had somebody on the AM radio and everybody was listening to the person on the AM radio or the FM radio or just a local personality. The days of the, they want this company wants to revive the days of the local personality, but as a podcast. And I wrote this thing and I said, as happy, well, I'm happy for anybody who might get uh, employment through blank company. Uh, I really feel that the era, era of live radio, community radio that's happening now is dissipating. And it's a shame to see it dissipating. And I got back this really long email sent to me, not to the whole group, but just to me. About uh, essentially how, and it was like four or five par- paragraphs. It went on and on about how it wasn't cool what I said because it was kind of dismissive and it was uh, not cool. Not cool what, it, what you said. I mean, they could have really summed it up in two words. I, I, people are so goddamn verbose when they don't have to be. And you would think that's ironic coming from someone who has spent a good portion of his life professionally employed as a talk show host and still does it for free just because I I like to do it. How dare you, Chris? Is that what you're thinking? How dare you, Chris? Say anybody's verbose. How dare you? That's different. I'm working over here. It's different. Why are you writing me four paragraphs, a person you barely know about how I was being dismissive and it was a dismissal and there was something else with diss in there. It was diss, diss, diss. Why are you dissing? And I had to write back and say, look, just because I'm bemoaning the passing away of one thing doesn't mean that I'm, okay, dissing the rise of something else. I never I never said there shouldn't be podcasts. I never dissed podcasts. I said, it's too bad this company with its deep pockets couldn't put some money into local community radio. You know, there are still local community radio stations. They're, you know, always hurting for money. They're always asking for money. They need money, money, money. Why not support them with something like this? Why are you, why are you, what is this, cut out the middleman time? All right. Let's call Christina Palumbo, who's got a hyphenated last name now. And I, I'm not saying it because I'm not sure if it's Delano or Delano, but I think it's Delano. I should remember these things. Terrible. Terrible at remembering shit. Let's see if this works. Kind of last minute. Not online. What the? See what I mean? Live radio, folks. That wouldn't happen on a podcast. Although now, 
they're trying to make podcasts sound like more live, I guess, by leaving the mistakes in. There's a lot of that going on, and it pisses me off. Because, you know, you're not. You're not live. You are pre-recorded. So just stop. Number here, uh, leaving the phones open, 760-422-5528, 760-I-CALL-AV. And uh, trying to reach Christina Palumbo, but the phones are open if you want to give a call. I know that she had a very big guest that she was doing an interview with today, so maybe, maybe it was delayed. Maybe it hasn't wrapped up yet. Maybe she can't get on the phone just yet. So as a professional and now amateur talk show host, I'll just keep talking. It's okay. I used to be able to do easily a couple of hours myself. Just talking. When the phones went down, no guests were coming in. I would just keep going. Doesn't matter. Let's talk about the last debate. That's what I was going to talk about with Christina. And I'm sure she'll try me when she's uh, actually available. So we'll leave it at that. And meanwhile, the other phone is open. 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. So, yeah, but before I get to the debate, the last debate, let me wrap up this here thread about the uh, podcasting company. And the one that is like looking to employ, hire all these people, looking for hosts and editors and producers and associate producers. To do their live, not live, what am I saying? Their community podcast. And it, I just, again, it it's really difficult now on this list to communicate myself without causing some unintended, I don't know what. I want to say microaggression. That's not really accurate. I don't know what it was, this person who wrote to me a, was on about really except that I was being dismissive and I'm not podcastings are great you like podcasting that's fine guess what this show's a podcast too comes a podcast after the live program the hound howl is a podcast crashing the party is a podcast we got the podcast as well but I like the live radio that's, that was my first love, the first thing. The idea that everybody's listening to this now, that's what I'm on about. And it doesn't mean that your thing somehow isn't as good. Oh, yeah, I know what this person said. You make it sound like your time was better. And I responded, I said, well, I mean, I like live radio. That was a big thing in my time, but my time also had polio. So there's that. Seven six zero four two two five five two eight seven six zero. I call AV. Let's listen to some of this last shit show with uh, Donald J. Trump and Joey Biden, little Joey Biden from Scranton, do a sampler plate. It's a worldwide pandemic. It's all over the world. You see the spikes in Europe and many other places right now. We have a vaccine that's coming. It's ready. It's 
going to be announced within weeks. It will go away, and as I say, we're rounding the turn, we're rounding the corner. It's going away. 220,000 Americans dead. You hear nothing else I say tonight. Hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as President of the United States of America. We learned that this president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact is talking about me taking money. I was thinking about doing a deal in China like millions of other people. I was thinking about it, and I decided I'm not going to do it. Didn't like it. I decided not to do it. Had an account open. So here the president's tone to me is kind of... I'm sure his ex-wives would recognize this tone as the one he used when he asked, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? It's about your family, and your family's hurting badly. You know what, North Korea, we're not in a war. We have a good relationship. You know, people don't understand. Having a good relationship Trump, with leaders of on, other countries is a, a lot good of thing. And we had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded. Whoa, Hitler gets Europe. a mention. Whoa, wait a minute. I did not have Hitler on my drinking game list of words. Not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. They did not. Oh, man, getting old, huh, Joe? It sucks, right, Joe? They wanted to go to something else. Lastly, we're going to make sure we're in a situation. But you're in sight, Joe. You're in sight. Just hang in there. There's no way he can 11 more days. None. Zero. You can't do it. This thing might be over. He's been talking about this for a long time. There is no, he's never come up with a plan. I think I have great relationships with all people. I am the least racist person <laughs> in this room. Well, what do you say to Americans who are concerned by that rhetoric? I don't, know, any, I don't know what to say. I've got criminal justice reform done, and prison reform, and opportunity zones. I took care opportunity of zones are and universities. There's another word am, for those. It's I, I called gentrification. That's what's going on with opportunity zones. In case you hadn't so heard. Dark, but I don't care who's in the audience. I'm the least racist person in this room. He pours fuel wow. on every single the racist fire. Every single one. He started off his campaign coming down the escalator Let's saying he's going to get those Mexican rapists. He's banned Muslims because they're Muslims. He has moved around and made everything worse across the board. He says to the, about the poor boys, last time we were on stage here, he said, I told him to stand down and stand ready. Come on. This guy has a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn. Mr. President, your administration right, separated well, children from their parents. Poor boys, the it's the proud boys, but I get your point. Kids. You've since reversed your zero tolerance policy, but the United States can't locate the parents of more than 500 children. But a lot of these kids come out without the parents. They come over through cartels and through coyotes and through gangs. Their kids were ripped from their arms through coyotes. and separated. And now they cannot find over 500 of sets of those parents, and those kids are alone. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. It's criminal. They are so well taken care of. Yeah. In facilities that were so clean. Some of them have haven't such been good. But just ask one question. Who built the cages? I'd love you to ask if that. Oh, I have a transition oh. from the oil industry, yes. Oh, yeah. I will that's transition. A big it is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But that's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement. 
because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. We are on the road to success, but I'm cutting taxes, and he wants to if raise everybody's taxes. this is the taxes, road to, to success, please, please tell me what he the road to ruin it. looks like. If he gets in, you will have a depression the likes of which you've never seen. Your 401ks will go to be hell. Afraid. And be afraid. Be very, very afraid. Sad day for this country. We're going to choose hope over fear. Yeah, let's do that, Joe. We're going to choose to move forward because we have enormous opportunities. Let's do that. Oh, Joe, be our Mr. Rogers, won't you please? We can deal with the systemic racism. And at the same time, we can make sure that our economy is being run and moved and motivated by clean energy, creating millions of new jobs. That would be something. That I would like. I'd like to see that. Let me go back to something that the uh, that was mentioned mere moments ago. This is Aerial View on the houndnyc.com, where the phone number is 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. We just listened to some highlights from the last, and I do mean the last, presidential debate. If we're all lucky, we won't have to hear from Donald Trump all that much more often. In 11 days, there is a, an election in this country. Like, I'm telling you something you don't know. Please. And uh, being billed as the most important election in a lifetime. Eh, I don't generally say things that are very hyperbolic myself. Try not to. Try to downplay things if at all possible. But I would tend to agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Another four years of this guy. I think I will have really... I I think I'll be in the rubber room, as Porter Wagner called it. The rubber room! (laughs) Bounce just bouncing off the walls! (laughs) Yeah! And then every once in a while, I'll just find a stretch of brick wall where I can just bang my head and make everything okay again. Oh, yeah, that's better. That's better. Oh, yeah. That's better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I've, I've fucking had it. I've had it with this shit. I'm like you. I've fucking had it. I watched that debate Thursday night. And I, I, I laughed out loud. I did LOL a few times. Some things that this man said. And, and the, in the back of my mind the whole time was, how, how, how did it happen? Who voted for this guy? And there's all these articles. There's one just popped up on my phone. Why white men voted for Trump. I can't wait to read it. non College educated. That's a polite way of saying dumbass. That's what they mean. Like when uh, the president said during this debate, I don't know if I should say this. I probably shouldn't say this or whatever. I leaned in. I was like, oh, what's he going to say? And then he said it was the stupid people that went back and kept their court appointments. The ones who uh, were seeking asylum, who came into this country and, uh, then tried to get asylum. The ones who came back for their hearings, they were the stupid ones, according to him. 
you should know stupid. You, the king of the stupid, should know stupid. I, at the whole time, I mean, I'm watching this guy, and, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, how? How did it happen? Someone explain it to me. I think I know. I mean, intellectually, I know. But uh, in my heart, I'm still like, really? Really right now? Is that the country we have? I, I, I don't know what to make of it anymore. I really don't. And I... It worries me that we... Are we going to come back from this brink? Because we're on the brink. We're on the brink. And then do we pull up short before we go over? Is my question. Let's try it one more time. Let's give it the old try. Non-college educated. I like that expression. Non-college educated. Meaning high school graduate. In some cases, maybe not a high school graduate. Maybe not. Seven six zero four two two five five two eight seven six zero four two two five five two eight. All right, I, this may work. Let's try one more time. Nothing. <laughs> you know, the thing I learned doing live radio is you never give up. You never give up. You keep trying. It's live. And you got to keep trying. So I'm going to keep trying. Don't you worry. We'll talk to Christina Palumbo before this program's over. Don't you worry. Now I got to go back to that thing he said that I, I, I wanted to drill down on. Oh, he said any number of things. How is it? It's not possible to pick one. He said the thing about the he knows more about wind. I know, I more, know about more about wind. wind than you do. Oh. It's extremely expensive. Kills all the birds. It's very intermittent. It's got a lot of problems. And they happen to make the windmills in both Germany and China. And the fumes coming up, if you're a believer in carbon emission, the fumes coming up to make, make these massive windmills. Oh, that's priceless. It's priceless. It's priceless. This guy, this guy's president. So uh, let's, tr I'm, this is it. If we don't make it happen this time, it's never going to happen. I'm not going to say that. Let's try it. 760-422-5528-760. I call AV. 760-422-5528. I'm just playing for time. That's all I'm doing while I dial this number. All right, here we go. Different approach. I'm going to try a different approach. Different approach. 
different approach. And meanwhile, I remind you, 11 days from now, not 11 days, yeah, 11 days from now, 11 days from today, November 3rd, 2020, we got to make this happen. We got to pull out of this dive, friends. We got to pull out of this dive. All right. Here, I am texting back and forth. All right. Let's do this. This is going to work. Watch this. Should have done this right from the start. Hang in there with me. It's going to be great when it finally happens. It's going to be so great. Hello. Uh, yeah. I guess uh, Skype's a no-go, huh? Well, I, it didn't come through. I, I rang and rang and rang. I called and called and Try called. Try it again. I, can I do both at the same time? Let me see. I don't know. I, I'll try it. Okay. I. How many of you are there on Skype? I, I right. don't. I don't. Only me. Anything happening over there? No. Nothing's happening? I hear, like, something on your end. No, nothing's happening. Wow. All right. Well, then I wasn't doing anything wrong. Something's weird on okay. your end. No, I'm just Can saying. Can we do it this way or no? Yeah, we could do it on the phone. I mean, are you kidding me? I've, right. I've dialed the Skype six or seven times now. Nothing. That's Lots of nothing. weird. Sorry. You know, these are weird times, so it makes sense. Technology, here's the thing. I think that there is a dark cloud that follows me everywhere when it comes to technology. I was just given a new laptop, and it's still, I have, today was the first day in, like, three weeks that I've had, like, an easy day at work as far as technology is concerned. I don't know what it is. It's like the ghost of Jay Thomas follows me around. His right click, left click. Yes. And, like, I can't shake it. Was he uh, not for technology? Was he sort of, like, uh, also damned by technology? Oh, I mean, we had a moment on air once that was horrific because he had a password or something written down on a post-it note for something like, I don't know, 10 years, same post-it note. He never changed it. It was stuck to his laptop. And then I guess a cleaning person came through and suddenly the post-it was missing. And it was a fiasco. He had me call it on the phone on the air and we did the whole thing live and he's going do i right click or left click and i'm laughing and he's like christina shut up it was unbelievable wow that's what made him so great you know i was just talking about live radio on here i was talking about my love of live Uh, radio and why i continue to do it even if it's uh currently uh, i'm in a i don't know what you call it amateur or league or volunteer league one of those two um, but, you know, did it professionally for many years and learned a thing or two from that man, met him, interviewed him as well. I mean, you you gleaned a lot of things at his knee, did you not? Oh, for sure. I mean, he was the, the, the college education that I did not receive in radio. Because, you know, I didn't go to school for radio. I went to school for hotel, restaurant, 
and tourism management. So everything I learned, I learned from him, I learned from you, I learned from Alex Bennett. I mean, I really had a, a plethora of, uh, of old school radio guys to really like get my chops from and grow thick skin from and learn a lot from. And I'm super, super grateful for that because like, you know, think about it. There are people in this lifetime that never get to work with legends like this. And, you know, I, I had a chance to do it and it was, it was amazing. And I thankful for it every single day. Also like still grieving all of it hard because what I'm doing now is not necessarily the same thing. And right. I really miss the old days, you know? So like, and I'm sure you do too. And it's just like, it's super hard to get out of this like weird funk that I'm in that like, you know, I used to imagine like doing something that you literally think you're born to do. You actually get a chance to do it. And then like uh, one of those, you know, magic tricks where the, the magician like swipes the, the tablecloth under out from under you. Like that's kind of like what I feel like happened and I don't know if I've, like, regained my stability from it yet. Like, I still feel like I'm in, like, head in the clouds kind of just, like, going through the motions every day. And it's it's weird because, like, the passion just, like, feels different now, I guess. I don't know. Super, I, I, super sad, but also, like, real stuff that I'm giving you right here. <laughs> you know, I that's what I always appreciated about you I, and being on the air with you. And, and while I'm curious to know what you learned from Jay Thomas and... Alex Bennett, what the hell did you ever pick up from me is what I want to know. I mean, what the oh, hell? come on. What the hell did you ever no, learn you ask, from me? Please. Dude, you ask great questions, and you know how to be in a conversation with people that share a different opinion from you. And that is not an easy thing to do. And, like, I watched you do radio for two, three hours a day and sometimes have to talk to people that share a completely different aspect, viewpoint, opinion, whatever you want to call it, with you, and you were able to have a great conversation, relationship, maintain a relationship. You were, I mean, there, there was so much that I learned from you. Plus, all the uh, all the chances that you gave me to, like, stretch my legs, which, you know, the, the, that wasn't happening for a lot of people. Like, I got to interview Sam Elliott because of you. Are wow. you kidding That's me? Wow. That's true. Yeah, okay. Like, that's, that's a true. huge deal, you know? Mm. And, like, I, nobody was... You know, you, Jay, and Alex really um, took me under your wing, and I really, really appreciate that. And it's just like moments like that that I really, really miss because it's, it was so every, it never, ever felt like work. I never woke up and was like, oh, do I have to do this today? And like, you know, sometimes now I do oh, that. Oh, I and did. I I, but I, yeah. Corona. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, but I did for many but years. I, I mean, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Christina Palumbo. No, no. I mean, I just. I just don't know if it's because of Corona or whatever, but like it's just a, it's a funk that um, didn't exist before that I'm in right now. But I really appreciate you guys for all the good the good stuff that happened before. Well, you know? thank you for saying that. It's very touching. I never never oh. felt like I, I I taught anybody anything. So that's I'm I'm glad oh, to hear that because I did. No, I you're did on the it. list of mentors. Thank you. I'm one of the mentees. No, you're a mentee. I'm yeah. a mentor. That's right. Uh, no, I'm the mentee. And and Jay Thomas, of course, I mean, Jay Thomas went way back on radio. He was on radio in the 70s, for Christ's sakes. And he, you know, he made a, quite a good living at it. It's how he established himself and then went into acting from there and um, was just a, a genuinely funny, interesting person who knew how to grab hold of something and find the funny in it 
and work it mm-hmm. and, and really heighten it and get to the point where it was so absurd that it was hilarious. And yeah. I, th- I think that's, I-, I was talking earlier about the podcasting, the rise of podcasting and saying that, you know, podcasting, while it's great, I have nothing against podcasting. I love live radio. I got myself into trouble on the public radio NYC list for saying that because some company wants to create all of these local community podcasts that happen every day, and they're looking for personalities. Christina Palumbo, <laughs> you need to apply to this thing. They're looking for personalities. And I wrote something back to everybody, and I said, this, while this is great and I'm glad for anybody that finds employment, I miss I, I miss live radio. What's what's going on with live radio? Basically, I wasn't dissing podcasting. I was just saying live radio, that's what I like because it's happening now yeah. and it is a community. And it, it, when it works, it, it's really fun. And one of the things that you mentioned a moment ago was one of my favorite things about the show that I did was talking to people who didn't necessarily share my viewpoint. I've done a lot of radio where you are preaching to the choir and you know if somebody calls you during your talk show, they're going to essentially agree with everything that you said. And to get on mm-hmm. the air and talk to people who didn't agree with a single thing you said was somehow far more interesting to me. It was far more interesting. Yeah, for so, sure. thank you for I, noticing I love, that. Oh, you're welcome. I love live radio so much, and I miss doing it every single day. Because, you know, now that we're doing COVID-style radio, it's more so like recording and then, you know, recording to air. And, uh, and and live radio is, is to me, the, like one of the most exciting things in the world. Like, it's the place that I feel the most comfortable, which is so weird because I don't love attention. But, like, being in this box and, and not having people, like, stare at you while you're, you know, on your soapbox. Right. Just, like, feels natural and good to me. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's just comforting. I don't, there's something about live talk radio that is so, so comforting to me that, you know, I just, I, I miss it. And I get, you know, podcasting and blah, blah, blah. There's so many of them, and it's really hard to keep up. And uh, it's really hard to find myself interesting enough to say, yeah, I'm going to do the Christina Palumbo show. You know, like, I just don't really feel like that's my my thing no i think i think, I think really we need co-host we need to do rubber duck radio that's what we need to do you know the drivers <laughs> the drivers every once in a while truck drivers will get in touch with me on facebook and they'll talk about how much they they miss me and it it does it's i'm tempted i'm so sorely tempted to say let's do a show like next time you and i do this it's going to be just for truckers we'll just do a show for truckers that's all i love that and, and, yes, I love that. And that's, you know, and, and the thing about talking to truck drivers all those years, uh, that was, it was interesting, especially when you would meet them in person and you would mm-hmm. get to know them and you'd become friendly with them and realize you don't agree with anything that they think. And it was only after 2016. Hmm, what happened in 2016? I'm trying to think. <laughs> what happened in the 2016? The end of the world as we know it. <laughs> in 2016, it got weirder and more like now you couldn't disagree. You could no longer disagree. Now you were yeah. just wrong. You were a libtard. You yeah. Well, now, it, now it's an eagle's tailgate every single day of our lives. What is an and Eagles tailgate? I don't know what that is. You mean like Eagles the football, football Eagles? Team, you know, right. the Eagles football team yeah, in, yeah. in Philadelphia? Yeah, yep, yeah yep. that's a rowdy That's a rowdy crowd. 
the last time that I was at an Eagles game, I saw them lock a Giants fan in a porta potty and then tip it over. So that's what I feel like life is every single that's, day. That's a good it's like uh, being at an Eagles tailgate. Make it stop, please. This no offense, is, to Eagles fans. But I whatever. want I want out now. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I, th- yeah. I to go back to what you said a moment ago about like the way that you've been feeling lately. I think it's the 11 days. I think. I'm getting a little crazier as we get closer to November 3rd. I can I can sense in myself this like oh my god, we're so close. You know, it's like you're so close. Mm-hmm. This could be the bright dividing line between life uh, being stuck in a porta potty and Eagles fans turning it upside <laughs> down and maybe now yeah. someone sets it upright and opens the door and you could step out. You'll still be covered in shit. But now at least right. you're out of the porta potty, and maybe life can go on, and maybe you yeah, can get in the shower, wash yourself off, cleanse yourself of this nightmare. Listen, I turned forty on November fourth. Well, happy birthday. Okay. Well, thank you, but I'm freaking the hell out because it's either—I mean, either way you look at it, I feel like it's going to be crap, right? And like I'm just so—it's it's like too much happening. At once, I can't come to terms with the fact that I'm a 40-year-old, yeah. and then also like this very close race. I live in Pennsylvania. I understand the weight that Pennsylvania carries for having to change this whole thing around. I voted already. Please vote, everybody that are listening. Jesus Christmas, just vote. I don't just do it. And I, I'm nervous. I'm like the, today. Yesterday, I was walking my dog. So I live. I tweeted this before. I'm not, like, trying to rehash stuff, but this is all true. No, I called this show Phone Bank North Carolina. I should have called it Phone Bank Pennsylvania. It didn't even occur to me. Yeah. yeah. So you're walking in Pennsylvania. In, yeah, I live in I live in uh, Pennsylvania, and I, uh, right now, am currently inside of a Trump sandwich. So it's all, like, my, you know, my neighbors are all about 45, and we're the cheese in the sandwich. And my neighbor the, yesterday asked me, who my dog is supporting in the upcoming election because it's driving him crazy that he doesn't know what our political affiliation is because I refuse to advertise it all over my lawn only because I'm worried about people vandalizing things because that's what goes on, you know? And so, like, I just, I, so I told him, I was like, you know, my dog's old school. He, he likes to keep his, his political views close to his chest. He doesn't really reveal it. It's like, I really miss when we were all like that. Now it's just like, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. That's what I mean by it. It's like, it's a total football game now. It's crazy. It needs to go back to the way that it was when like, it was a personal thing and everybody took it seriously. And then whenever, whatever the outcome was, people still kind of worked together and, 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 and they weren't being shamed for, I don't know, wearing a friggin' mask, for example. I mean, like, what planet are we on? I'm sorry, I'm ranting. I don't have anybody else to talk to about this. My husband's like, a right already. <laughs> no, listen, I'm with you. I was just saying that a few moments ago while I was watching that debate. I just kept thinking to myself, how? How did this happen? How did we get here? Mm-hmm. And that, that, that phrase, non-college-educated white men, White women as well, a lot of white women. Uh, the white women aren't with him now. The college-educated white women apparently have left his side, so that's good. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm i trying to be hopeful. I'm trying to think maybe we can set this thing right. Who, who knows? It, it remains to be seen. 
But uh, I, I, I feel bad for the fact that we can't, we can't be civil to each other anymore. Because, and mm-hmm. and I, I don't blame quote unquote our side. If I was going to blame a side, I would blame the GOP. I would blame people like mm-hmm. Lee Atwater and uh, Newt Gingrich and people who who said you're not just wrong, you're evil about the other side. You're not just wrong, you are evil. You're going to destroy the yep. country. You wanted, and who has doubled down on that since the first day he announced his candidacy? I mean, who's who's been carrying that message to people for how long mm-hmm. now? Is this guy who somehow became president? Then you add in QAnon on top of that, and oh, things geez. really start to begin to look interesting. Do you know anyone in Canada? Do, can you claim any Canada Canadian connection? And <laughs> maybe- I don't. I, I I don't know anybody personally in Canada. Although I mean, I'm willing to uh, you know take interviews with people <laughs> if we need. No, I'm not going to say, oh, if he wins, I'm going to run to Canada because then if, when I don't run to Canada, I'm going to look like a big chump that didn't you know that eaten my words. So I'm not going to say. That I'm going to do that. I'm going to stick it out. Here's the thing. I think this is this is like an apocalypse sort of situation. And if that's the case, you know, my husband is a is an Eagle Scout, and I am confident that he will at least just keep us alive during the entire. Yeah, no, I think uh, you're probably with the right person for that job. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't he's... know. I don't know what to think. I'm so nervous about it. I, I'm like. In my chest, I can feel it. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like right here. It's like an agita that just will not go away, and I'm so so nervous because I just have terrible feelings about you know maybe this country wants to stay racist for God knows who friggin' why. I mean, what in the world are we? It, it's like it's like there is a certain group of people that are so afraid of losing the pl- the power, you know, and like they just can't let it out of their watch and we have to pull it out we have to we have to move on and yeah i mean look uh you know uh, <sighs> i want to just address the white people who are listening for a moment you're not reproducing at at the replacement rate i mean we've known that for years the replacement rate is <laughs> you're not reproducing at that so guess what the latin x population is now surpassed the black population in this country as the largest minority mm-hmm. and soon they will surpass the white population and they will be a minority majority population wrap your mind around that and yeah i think what we're seeing a lot is a lot of the dying of this whole idea of uh white supremacy there's a lot of white grievance obviously also in 2016 i think trump did a fairly good job of selling this idea of him as not a politician and as a businessman Mm -hmm. who knew how to run things now we have all learned since that time uh, a, he is a politician. No matter how many times he says he's not a politician, B, he's not really a businessman. He doesn't know how to run things. So he mm-hmm. lied about both of those things. And and you know you, the stuff comes out about the secret Chinese bank account. You find out about the how much he paid in taxes. And the only people who could still be behind this whole thing are the people who think, who believe in magical thinking. And I, I've never been able to do that. I don't really. I'm not. I don't believe in magical thinking. And I think. There's a lot of, like, him trying to hypnotize people. He he actually yeah. is like this weird sort of hypnotist. And and I, I wonder if, if he loses, if the spell will break a little bit with some of these people. Maybe they'll wake up the next day and it'll be like Rip Van Winkle. You know, what happened yeah. in the last four years? Or 
with the QAnon thing, it's going to get worse. Now, it's it could be two of these. It, you know, it could be one of these and then a little bit of the other, some from column A, some from column B. I don't know. I think Joe's got a pretty good shot at it. I think at 74, he might finally get this office he's been running for <laughs> since the mid-1980s. So well, just think about that in terms of perseverance and persistence and staying mm-hmm. with it. Isn't that an inspiration? It sure is. And yeah. you know, not I I don't want to go without talking about Kamala either and I'm really sick and tired of seeing it on my Facebook page everybody's talking about Joe and the hoe and 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 it's always somebody who has like four baby mamas that seems to um try to degrade this woman who has a reputation that speaks for herself and frankly I would be proud as hell if she was up there helping run this country and you know i'm just i'm really sick of that whole narrative and i'm, I'm tired of it's always you know commended and it, it'll never go away it's always commended when a man you know conquers somebody sexually but a woman has an inner office relationship and suddenly she's a hoe and she doesn't deserve the job that she does even though that she held steady and persisted as joe did for over 20 years without the help of any sort of man oh so my god did I just, you I see really want to make sure that we say that because it's very frustrating when a woman that uh, is as accomplished as she is gets you know this sort of reputation and it's something that I see women posting on Facebook time and time again and it's like where what in the hell are you doing woman but why are you carrying that particular water I mean why what what's in it for them to carry that narrative I I don't know I look I think these people are lost to us. I keep saying this. People keep hearing me say this. That it may be that a significant portion of this country is lost. And when I say to us, I mean those of us who would like to see some progress in this country, finally, who would like to yeah. move past the systems of oppression, who would like to move past the, the mass incarceration that's gone on for no reason, who would like to move past the reliance on uh, fossil fuels, who would like to move past these things and get to a place where, you know, we might be able to keep the planet from dying. We uh, may be able to finally address uh, systemic racism in this country. We may be able to do something about police brutality. We may be able to do something about all these things. But we it might mean, Christina Palumbo, leaving a significant portion of Americans behind and moving on without them. And it's sad. Mm. It's really sad that they're going to be like uh, pulling against it. It's kind of like when you you drive and you forgot to take off the parking brake, and you're like, "What's going on with my car?" I should use the reverb, right? right? What's going on with my car? I don't understand it. <laughs> and then you realize you left the fucking parking brake on, and that's why you're not really moving as quickly forward as you would like. And that's kind of what we're going to have. We're going to have like the parking brake. America's parking brake is going to be on because these assholes, these especially these Q and on shitheads as they move into congress somehow through the house of representatives mm-hmm. they're gonna gum up the works and that's what they do that's what they like look what mitch mcconnell look at the career mitch mcconnell has made out of gumming up the works for how many years how he now sleeps at night i have no idea i have absolutely no idea how that man i think sleeps he sleeps night. upside down like a bat Probably Lindsey Graham. Yes. I mean these guys are I, I like nothing ages well with them including their face yeah not an attractive crowd, if that's what you mean. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have a few minutes to talk with you. We're almost at a road show. You too. Show. I'm, you I'm know, 
so sorry about the technical issues, and I got caught up with the family before, so I, I missed up some stuff. But I'm so sorry, but I'm so happy that we got a chance to talk to each other as well. Well, and next time we do this, it's going to sound... Uh, by the way, the thing I forgot to say, is, you know, like when I grow nostalgic about what I used to do for a living, I go back and I read my journal that I uh, was keeping electronically for the last seven years. I mean, I've kept a journal since I was 18, 19. But the last seven right. years, I go back and I read, and every day I would, I would, it would be like, how am I going to get out of this? i got to get out of this working relationship. And I don't mean with Christina. There was somebody else right. in the working relationship, not Christina. But every day I'd be like, this is torture. I'm being tortured. I don't know why I'm being tortured. So it, it's really an antidote to me to help with the nostalgia. Just saying. So, uh, oh, 100%. I'm, and, you know, I, when we look back at, at things, it all seemed pretty shitty at the time. Or, sorry, pretty bad at the time. You could say but, shitty. Uh, oh, it, it yeah. may have seemed, you know, shitty at the time, but it, it really was, like, some of the greatest, greatest moments at least of my life, and I hope of your life as well. Oh, my gosh. The, Thank you for saying that. From the moments that we shared. I feel like my, I'm being held down and my heart is being forcibly warmed. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. And uh, I'll talk that to you. cold, black heart of yours. <laughs> That's right. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Say hello okay, to the family. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, say hello to the family and the new... Must it make that sound? Really? Is that necessary? That it make that sound? Thanks for listening, friends. Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks to Christina Palumbo. Don't forget, uh, on uh, Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the How and How. And then uh, 5 p.m., Crashing the Party with Mark and Miriam, the doo-wop. Chop Shop of the Air. This show will replay on Tuesday at 6 p.m. And in the interim, it'll become a podcast about as quickly as I can turn it around. So look for that. Talk to you soon. He says to the, about the poor boys, last time we were on stage here, he said, I told him to stand down and stand ready. Come on. This guy is a dog whistle about as big as a fog. This one's going out to Joe Biden, wherever you are, and Kamala Harris as well.